Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, our heavenly Father, that the power of my Lord be great. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us with your power from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One of my favorite stories of Smith Wigglesworth was about he went to go visit. Lord led him to go pray for a woman that had cancer. She was in bed. She was dying. She was very, very near death. He came into the room with the preacher, went with him. And in the room was the woman in the bed. And beside the bed was a five-year-old child, child of the woman. The child was blind. And Smith went into the room to pray for the woman. And he said, when he saw the child there, and he saw the woman almost dead, he said, compassion rose up in his heart. He said he wanted the woman to live for the child's sake. He said, not for the woman's sake, but for the child's sake. And he said, he started praying for the woman, the pastor with him, the the minister with him. And he told the woman, he said, do you want to live? And the woman couldn't open her eyes. She was so close to death. He said, if you want to live, move your finger. She managed to move her finger slightly. He began to pray. The preacher began to pray with him. They began to pray. They prayed. And while they were praying, the woman died. The pastor looked at her, and he looked at Smith. He says, she's gone. She's gone. Smith, knowing when God sends you to do a job, you get it finished. Picked the woman up out of the bed, walked her across the room, this dead woman, smacked her up against a wardrobe, and commanded death to come out of her. He said he commanded death over and over to come out of the woman. And he said why he did that, the woman started shaking like a leaf, kind of like I was doing about 15 minutes ago. Shaking like a leaf. And then he said, I command you to walk in Jesus' name. She opened her eyes. She walked to her bed, and she laid back down, totally healed. Now, where's that come from? That's what we want. We don't want sitting in Sundays on a nice soft pew and nothing happens. We want the power of God. And you know what? He wants to give it to us. What we're going to look at today is we're going to take a look at what happened the moments, just the moments that Jesus was raised from the dead. And I'm going to start in Matthew 27. We're going to begin in verse 26. We're going to lay some groundwork of what actually was in the tomb before Jesus was raised again. It says that Pilate, then they released Barabbas unto them, and when they had scourged Jesus, they delivered him to be crucified. So now Jesus is scourged. The body of Jesus is scourged, whipped with a whip. If it was according to the law, 39 times, maybe more with one, more than one tip. So now we've got skin that has been torn open. Jesus now has skin that has been torn open, whipped, 
Have you ever gotten slashed with a whip? It says, then released they Barabbas unto them, and when they had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had planted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. So now he's got thorns on the head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and they mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and they took the reed and they smote him on the head. So now his head is injured. His skin has been torn apart and his head has been injured. Go with me to Psalm 22. I want you to get an idea of what the body looked like while it was laying in the tomb. We spoke last week about Jesus in hell. Now we're going to take a look at that body in the tomb. Psalm 22:14. This is Jesus himself speaking through David. David was a prophet. And Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, is speaking through David. And Jesus is telling you what it is going to be like on the cross. Verse 14, he said, I am poured out like water. This is Jesus. And all my bones are out of joint. All my bones are out of joint. Have you ever had a, a finger dislocated, an elbow dislocated, a shoulder dislocated? Extremely painful and gross looking. I t- shared a story about a gentleman I knew that shoulder was torn out of socket. And it, instead of up here, it was down here at his hip. The shoulder, down at the hip. He was in excruciating pain. Jesus, it says, all his bones were out of joint. He said, my heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. Have you ever put a pot of water on the stove and you left it there and forgot it was there and all of the water went out and the whole thing was totally dried inside? That's a potsherd. It's a pot that you put on the, on the fire. And when it's totally, when it's been on there long enough, everything is dried up. That's a potsherd. He said, my strength is dried up like a potsherd. And my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. Thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. So now he's got his hands pierced, nailed through. They put nails through his hands and they put nails through his feet. And it says, verse 17, I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. Go to Isaiah 53. This is the body of Jesus before he dies. I'm going to begin in 52, verse 13. Behold my servant. That's Jesus. Shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted, extolled, and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, his visage, what he looked like, his face was so marred more than any man, his form more than the sons of men. We have seen on the internet lately, disfigured people, wounded people, hurt people, but the word of God says that Jesus was marred more than any of them. Marred more than any of them. Why? Because when he was on the cross, he was bearing our sin. And that's what sin does to a body. Let's go on to uh, chapter 53, verse 1. 
Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. Look at this next phrase. He has no form. He has no form. He is on the cross. We said a couple weeks ago that the iniquity of us all was laid on him, put on him while he was on the cross. And when that happened, every bone went out of joint. He became marred more than any man. So marred, he lost his form. He lost his form. You know, as a child, I had a, a, a stuffed dog. It was about this big. And it had wires through it so that you could bend it in any, in any way you wanted to. Well, at one point, I'd played with it enough that the wires broke. And you know what? The dog lost its form. It lost its form. You couldn't tell it was a dog. That's what happened to Jesus. With every bone out of joint, the shoulder that's supposed to be here is now somewhere down here. The knee that's supposed to be there is now someplace else. The hip is somewhere else. The elbows are somewhere else. Every finger is somewhere else. He lost his form. He had none. Ever seen a bag of potatoes? A sack of potatoes? The bones were out of joint. That's what that man looked like. Now, consider, he's on the cross. That's what's going into the tomb. That's what's going into the tomb. They didn't change. Jesus, after he was dead, this is where he dies. After he's dead, his body didn't change. It has no form. Now, let's see what else is on it. Verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of pain and acquainted with grief, sickness, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Verse 4, surely, surely. You know, if it says surely in the Bible, it means surely. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, borne our griefs and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded pierced through for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. What else was on that body? Every sickness and disease was on the body of Jesus. While he's on the cross, he has cancer. He has scolitis. He has rheumatism. He has Every disease you can imagine, all of them on his body. Why are all those diseases on his body? Because sin's on his body. What brought about sickness? Sin. What brought to us sickness? You know, you can thank your ancestor, Adam, for sickness and disease. You can thank your ancestor, Adam, for sin. You can say, but I've never sinned. You know what? First John says that if you say you've never sinned, the, the truth is not in you. So guess what? You're a liar. Now you've sinned. Now we're all in the same boat. Amen. That sin, that sickness was on the body of Jesus. What is ailing you now? What is ailing you? That was on the body of Jesus as he is on the cross. 
that went on the body of Jesus when he was on the cross. Whatever ails you, if you have insanity, that went on the body when Jesus was on the cross. Isn't that a wonderful thing? All mental illness, all physical illness, everything went on the body of Jesus. And you know what? When the man died, it didn't go away. It didn't just fall off and his body just didn't flow back together. So what happens now? Go with me to John 19. Jesus dies. He gave up the ghost. Remember, we've talked about this. Jesus gave up the ghost. They couldn't kill him. They couldn't kill him. There is a wonderful verse in John 10. We're not going to go there, but I'm going to read it to you. John 10, 18. Jesus is speaking. He said, no man taketh my life from me. No man can take my life from me. Nobody can kill me. Nobody can kill me. In that faith, nobody can kill me. He said, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. This commandment I received of my father. I have the power, I have the authority to lay it down and I have the authority to pick it up again. This is a commandment I received of my Father. And how does Jesus do that? With faith. Jesus does it with faith. How does he have the faith to it? Because the Father told him to do that. That's what the Father sent him to do. And he has the faith to do it. Now, let's go to John 19, verse 38. Jesus gave up the ghost. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore, and he took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came by Jesus at night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight, hundred pounds worth of spices. That's a lot of spices, folks. I weigh about 110 pounds. That's a lot of spice. And they brought it and they wrapped Jesus in it. It says they took, then they took the body of Jesus, wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in a garden, a new sepulcher, whereas never a man yet laid. And they, there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation for the, uh, the, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. They had to do it quick because they had the Sabbath. They had the Passover. So what is in the tomb? What is in the tomb? When they wrapped that body, every bone was out of joint. It had no form. You know, even his jaw was out of joint. That's a bone. His fingers were out of joint. His toes were out of joint. That you say, well, how can that be? Because of sin that was laid on Jesus by the Father. The Father's determined plan of Jesus to take our sin. And that's what sin did to that body. Every bone at a joint. Can you imagine? Can you even think? No form. You could not even tell he was a man. So they take this body. And they take linen and they take spices. My guess is they tried to put it back together to look like something. And they laid it in the tomb. 
What is there? A broken body. What is there? A body that has all our sin on it. What is there? A body that has all sickness on it. That body in that tomb had cancer. That body in that tomb had leukemia. That body in that tomb had AIDS. That body in that tomb had gonorrhea. That body in that tomb had arthritis. That body in that, that tomb had every disease imaginable wrapped up in linen, laying there, laying there dead, laying dead. And remember last week, where was the spirit and soul of Jesus? It was in hell paying for our sin. Jesus was in the lowest part, his soul and his spirit in hell, paying for our sin. This is what's in the tomb. Now the scene is set. You got a dead body. You got a broken body. You got a sick body. You got a, a, a diseased body. You got a mental case body. You got a body that is totally insane, laying in the grave, dead. There's no spirit in it. The, the spirit's in hell. The soul is in hell. But it's a body. And it's wrapped up. And you got the spirit and soul in hell. Now what happens? What happens? First of all, I want us to take the Acts 2. I want to show us some words that Jesus spoke. Acts 2 verse 22. You men of Israel, hear these words. This is Peter speaking after he's baptized with the Holy Ghost. He said, Jesus of Nazareth, a man, a man, a man. Remember, you can't kill God. You can't kill God. And we got a dead man in the tomb, a really dead man, an awful-looking dead man, a grotesque dead man in the tomb, wrapped up with spices. You can't kill God. Jesus was a man. And he's now he's a dead man. And not only is he a dead man, he's a dead man burning in the lowest pit of hell. Burning in the lowest pit of hell. Why? Because he's doing it for us. He's doing it for us. Now, what is Jesus going to do? What's going to happen to him? It says, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, the deliberate plan of God, whom God by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David speaking concerning him, this is, I saw, first saw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand and I should not be moved. Therefore, did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. Who's speaking here? This is Jesus speaking through the prophet David. This is the Jesus telling us what's going to happen as he is in that grave. He said, therefore, did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. What's speaking here? Jesus. And what else? Faith. 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 The just shall live by faith. Did you know Jesus had to live by faith just like the rest of us? Just like the rest of us. He never asked you to do something he has not already done. He 
It says, because thou wilt not leave, thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me speak freely of you, the patriarch David. He is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, and neither his flesh did see corruption. That broken, awful, detestable, gross-looking body in the tomb never saw corruption. Never saw corruption. It was waiting. It was waiting. That flesh was waiting in hope. How could it wait in hope when there was no spirit or soul in it? Because Jesus had the faith to let it, to make it wait for him. It was waiting for him. Jesus' faith made sure it was waiting for him. Waiting for him. He's burning in hell for us. Now, let's go to Psalm 18. I'm going to begin in verse 4. This psalm is about Jesus in hell. It says, The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly, ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows, the cords of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. This is Jesus in hell. This is his spirit and soul in the lowest pit, suffering. He couldn't get out. He could not get out. He's a man in hell. His spirit and soul is the spirit and soul of a man. He cannot get out. Death has him. Death has him, and it has him where he can't get out. Hell has him where he cannot get out. Jesus could not get out. Out of hell. How's he going to get out? Faith. His faith. He said, I have a commandment of my father. I have a commandment of my father. I'm to lay down my life and I'm going to pick it up again. How's he going to pick it up again? His faith is going to bring the power of God to him. Go down to verse 16. Actually, let's start it. Um, let's start in verse 13. The Lord also thundered in the heavens. This is Jehovah. And the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He shot out lightnings and discomforted them. Then the channels of waters were seen. And the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. What is the Father doing here? He's coming to get Jesus. Jesus Faith. He did everything the Father told him to do. He believed. He knew God was coming to get him out of hell. He knew God gave him a commandment to raise him up again. And how did Jesus perform that commandment? He believed. He believed. It says if you read this Psalms, the Psalms, he cried day and night in hell. He never gave up. He never gave in. He continually praised God in hell hell. That's why we praise God when it's bad. That's why when it gets worse, we praise God even harder. We praise God. Why? Because the spirit in us praised God when he was in hell. Praised 
God in hell. And what happened with that faith? The next verse. Father Jehovah, he sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. I heard a story years ago. Somebody, it was actually an evangelist, said that Jesus went to hell and he was all crumpled up in the corner. Doesn't say that, folks, in the Word. I also heard where Jesus fought the devil with his fist to get out of hell. Where is that in the Bible? Give me chapter and verse. Do you know what the wonderful thing is? The Word of God is truth, and the devil is a liar. The Word of God is truth, and the devil is a liar. How did Jesus get out of hell? He trusted the Father. He had faith in the Father, and the Father came and got him. And you know what happened to that body in the tomb? That body wrapped up, that body that had every disease, that soul that was in hell, you know what happened? He arose. He arose. That body arose. Jesus arose. He came out of hell because the Father raised him from the dead. And why did the Father raise him from the dead? Because Jesus trusted, believed, hung on to. The Father was coming to get him. The Father was coming to get him. And you know what he did? He did. God came and got him out of hell, put him back in that body. Every bone put back in place, every disease healed, every sin forgiven. And not only that, turn with me to Matthew 27, 51, 52. It says, and the graves were open and many of the bodies of the saints would slept the rose. He came out of the graves after his resurrection, came out of the graves after his resurrection, many bodies. Jesus didn't only raise himself. The Father didn't just raise Jesus. He raised a whole bunch, a whole bunch. But you know what's neat about Jesus? When they raised him from the dead, he didn't come out of the grave alive like we are to die again. He came out with immortality. Jesus came out of that grave with immortality immortality. That's where we're headed. And now we're going to get ready and we're going to praise God here. This is the man that praised God in hell, believing the father was coming to get him. And he did. He trusted the father was coming to get him. And he did. He believed that the father was coming to get him. And he did. You know what? You can do the same thing while we're worshiping God. The boys are coming up. We are going to worship God for the rest of the time here. And if you need anything from God, if you need born again, if you need healed, if you need delivered of anything, praise God with us, believing, trusting that Jesus and the Father will come and get you. Amen. I came to go by name.
for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com 
or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.